Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 Well, good evening. The angriest ever Brendan Rodgers sparked Celtic's second half revival. But really, the angriest he's ever been as a coach. And Philip Clement has challenged to, well, the players, including Cantwell and Seema, paid off yesterday with a home win. Another three points. No change at the top of the table. And over the weekend, we now know Scotland will open Euro 2024 against the host nation, Germany. Mark Weary, you've been to so many of them. Barry Ferguson, it's a tournament you'd love to have been in as captain. It's going to be brilliant. Can you believe it? We kick off against Germany. Yeah, it's a, a, a brilliant draw, Paul. And, and listen, to kick off the tournament against the, the host, Germany, who in the past have been really strong. But listen, they're, they're not as strong as they have been. Um, so, look, I think it's a good draw. Good quality team in the Scotland group but we, we've got to begin over there with the confidence that we can at, at least try to get out of it Yep, we know the score it's Germany against Scotland 14th of June in Munich Scotland against Switzerland the 19th in Cologne and then on the 23rd Scotland-Hungary in Stuttgart and the jostling's going on already Mark isn't it? You and Barry who's in the top bunk? <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait Well listen the the, well, yeah, well, well it's the top or the bottom as long as, as, long as we're in beside you Paul that'll be fine <laughs> but, uh, yeah mouth-watering absolutely mouth-watering to get Germany in the, the opening the night of the tournament it's fantastic but as Steve Clark pointed out right away um, it's not about uh, the occasion it's about the game it's about doing what you need to do and uh, look you can win the game it'd be great but to get a point you know to get just not to lose the opening game Paul because remember three points out of three games normally will, will get you through at least as one of the best runners up so I, I'm quite happy with the draw and I think it gives Scotland a fighting chance of getting into the knockout stages So what you're saying as well is if we were expected to lose to Germany you never know Barry we could get a draw we could win I don't think they're yeah. the powerhouse mm. of years ago if I'm being honest look mm. they've got quality players there's, there's no doubt about it but listen I, you look at Germany, Hungary and Switzerland I think they'll be thinking to themselves you've got Scotland they're going to be a tough nut to crack so I'm with Mark I think we've got an opportunity and Mark's just mentioned there three points genuinely does get you out of the group and I think we've got a real good chance of getting that In these tournaments Mark you've been to more than just about anyone on the, in this country just give us a a hint of what you it's going to be like. I know I've been to exactly. Be, okay, I hope you would me. ask me. It's going to be, uh, especially because it's Germany. It's so close by. Yeah. I mean, we remember France '98. I know yeah. you were at the other game, but I was there. The world was watching Scotland mm. up against um, but, but, France. It'll, it'll be brilliant, you know, for, yeah. for the Tatten Army and um, you know for the Scotland player Steve Clark and even yeah. like, like Stephen McGinn, uh, our colleague, going along as, as, as John McGinn's brother and his family. I, I was. I was lucky enough to be in, in, in Germany in 2006 for the tournament, and, and it was brilliant. I was at the opening game. I think Germany drew actually I need to check back but even I think Germany drew that um, opening game uh, back then the, ex yeah. the expectation but um, it'll be brilliant but fantastic experience but I think it's now now the time it's got to be more than enjoying the experience Paul 
you know, for the Scotland player, the Scotland team, a lot of experience now, really good manager, and for the Tartan Army, it's about going now and making an impact. No going there to make up the numbers and the group that we've got, given the talent that's in our squad, it's not a gimme. And don't underestimate Hungary and don't underestimate um Switzerland, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, because yeah. they, they are they are really good teams. Um but you know, we've got a chance to go and do something. Let's hear from the managers today. Those are the headlines. The angriest Brendan Rogers ever been the performance they went in one goal down against St Johnson at half time. A really good reaction second half. Um probably the angriest I've ever been at half time and my career as a manager. Uh, the the mentality too comfortable uh, just nowhere near it and um, and second half was what I would expect uh, much better energy tempo to the game Callum McGregor was absolutely brilliant second half and uh, his goal which looked like it was coming but it sparked the uh, the reaction so on in second half we were what I would expect us to be. Barry, you saw the first half. Um, you can understand why the management went off his head. Yeah, I watched his interview after the game and I, I totally got it. I thought Celtic were so poor um, in the first half. They were just misplacing passes. They weren't getting close enough to St. Johnson and, and they thoroughly deserved to be going a goal up. Um, but it was a totally different Celtic team in the, the second half. He's obviously, that 10 minutes he's had with his team, He's uh, obviously had a real pop at them and they've come out and they've reacted in the right manner um, and it was obviously their captain who started it with a, a brilliant finish, let's be honest with you and then after that they, they kind of controlled the game but then towards the end when you're only 2-1 up Joe Hart pulls a, yep. a brilliant save off and then they, they hit St Johnson the counter attack and they, they finish him off but yeah you could see it after the game Paul that he, he, I don't think he's going to accept that sort of performance certainly that Celtic gave in the first half Mark uh, when you look at the scoreline 3-1 it looks comfortable but it wasn't really was it? No it wasn't comfortable it wasn't a good performance I, thought, I mean two fantastic well the three goals are really yeah. good the counter-attack the third one the first goal they've lost is sloppy but credit to um, St Johnson the, the, the kind of big takeaway for me uh, Paul I was really really chuffed for Joe Hart to make that save um, at 2-1 I think he needed it um, it was a big, big save, and then they got the part. You know, had that going two-two. You know, it's another two drop points, and it's Rangers are going to make up ground. So I think that Brendan Rodgers um, uh, would have been mindful of dropping two points the previous week at Motherwell. Unfortunately, Celtic get away with that because Rangers didn't take advantage. But he's thinking, no, we won't get away with that the second week in a row. We need to go and do something. And the thing was, he's been critical of his players. I'm sure he'd, he'd have hammered one or two of them um, individually at half time behind closed doors but it was a collective thing he didn't single out players he just said it wasn't um, good enough and he was right and I think it's good to see because every now and again they need a bit up the backside. they need to remember who they're playing for and what's at stake and Barry will appreciate it more than any of us in, in this studio the role of the captain you need to go and back your manager and carry out his instructions and in the second half I thought uh, Callum McGregor you know was absolutely exemplary and what a finish uh, for his goal sure was. Barry from Rangers similar kind of performance early yeah, on yeah it was really pedestrian in the, in the first half Paul you could see uh, the manager really frustrated at the, the, the touchline he, he was um asking his players to get further up the pitch and get closer to St Murn. Um and listen they scored at a, a, a crucial time Paul just before half time very good goal Seema with a, a, a very good finish and then the second half Cantmel was further up beside 
his forward players um, and when he plays in the opposition half pole that's where he does his damage that's mm. where he hurts teams and he played a, a beautiful pass through um, for Seema to run on and it was a, a brilliant finish in the second half it was pretty comfortable but um, I'm sure he would have been not as angry as Brendan Rodgers was but I'm sure he went in and, and gave them a wee bit of half time and it was a, a, a different um, Rangers team in the second half You were the game, there the other night the game uh, in Europe it was disappointing Yeah well it was it was really disappointing Paul of them have I been honest that I expected Rangers to win pretty convincingly um, and again look I thought Aris were and I'm not being disrespectful I thought they were a real average team um, and I expected more for Rangers so yeah it was a frustrating night on Thursday look they're going to have European football come um, after yeah. Christmas but they want to be playing in the Europa League so they need to now go over to Betis um, sorry Betis over to Seville yep and make sure they get the three points and, and be in the Europa League and then after that you've obviously got the big game on the Sunday um, against Aberdeen the cup final sure is Todd Cantwell everyone was talking about mm. him because he was hooked very early but he bounced back here's the manager speaking about uh, him you guys are to to decide about that I selected him already so for me his selection was before already sure so uh, no we, we talked about about the game on Thursday and he agreed that he was not doing what he should do. He was frustrated about himself also and his performance on Thursday. So this is the direction that I wanted. Barry? Well, that's good. He's taking responsibility. Todd Cantwell, and that's what you want for your your players that are going to make a difference. Um, look, the manager made a decision. It's no nice seeing a player get took off halfway through the first half, but he won't be the first and he won't be the last player for that to happen. And I said, listen... This could be the making of him. You can either go and spit the dummy out or you roll your sleeves up and work even harder. And he got the opportunity on Sunday. First half, he wasn't in the game enough. As I said, he was coming too deep. But maybe he was trying to impress too much. But he played further up the pitch in the second half. And he made the difference with obviously that slide rule pass for, for Seema to run, uh, run on to and, and finish into the back of the net. Mark, on Cantwell. Yeah, um, you know, it was the right decision and there's been a positive uh, reaction. Um, he got involved, it was a lovely pass, you know, just an old-fashioned defence splitting pass, a lovely finish from Seaman. And I think Seaman needed that yesterday as well. You know, he had a, a really good spell for, for five or six weeks. I think he, I'm not saying his performances were poor, but he's, he's looking to get on the score sheet and he's missed a few and then he's got in and he's got the, uh, the double yesterday and two good uh, finishes. But again, talking about the rocket from Brendan Rodgers I think for the Rangers players seeing the the manager what he did to, to Cantwell no doubt there's been a bit said at half time as well and then a bit at full time and I think that's where the Rangers supporters have played a role as in letting the players know it's not acceptable it's not acceptable that level of performance that was turned in against Aris that's why they were booed off and they thought to themselves okay we've just watched Celtic win we're kicking off an hour later we need to win this game today we need to get out there and get the supporters back on side and, and it worked out well for Rangers over the 90 minutes bit more on Cantwell um, yeah but it's a team sport otherwise we need to play become a tennis player or something so you're part of a team and Tot is part of a team and we talked about that I know I know this is a better position for him but we need to look also to circumstances with all the injuries and on the right side we didn't have many players available. He did a good job there also. Don't, uh, don't forget this. Against Sparta Prague, he was one of the best players. Um, and he knows that. So 
he stays available also for to play on the right side or on the left side or in the center. So about that, we had also a really clear talk. All right, let's go on the lines. 0808 17 17 700. Justin is on, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Justin. Good evening, guys. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Barry, Mark. Um, hey, Justin. Going? Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm just phoning in. I know the, uh, you've just played the clap of Flint uh, come on talking about it, but I, I think, and I don't know if Barry would agree or the, the panel would agree, to get the best out of Todd Cantwell, when he made a massive difference last night, and I know you've, you've mentioned the pass, Barry, but there's probably, he's the only player in the park that sees that pass last night. I don't think Lamel sees that pass. I don't think anybody other than maybe him or somebody like Hadji would have seen that pass coming in the first place. And to play him as a number 10 or in that kind of role, I think is the ba- the place you get the, the best out of Campbell. I don't think you get the best out of him on the right-hand side. I don't know what you guys think, but every Rangers fan that I speak to or, or I'm around, you need to like, give the guy the opportunity to play him as a number 10 instead of playing Lamel's. I just don't you think you get anywhere near the danger or penetration between Lambert in that position. Yeah, I agree with Justin. That, that, that's, his, that's his position. I thought the first half he was quiet. It was coming a bit too deep, Justin. You've seen the difference in him the second half when he was in yeah. connection with yeah. his forward players. Uh, and when he played yeah. that further up the pitch, you're right, he's a player that can see a pass and he split the, the uh, St Murn defence wide open um, it was a brilliant pass and that's what I want to see Todd Cantwell playing I think the manager's just explaining there sometimes when you've got injuries you need to play players out of position now I played with a guy springs to mind Claudia Arena yeah. he played right back yeah. a number yeah. of times to yeah. fill in for injuries and that's what he's probably saying look Todd you might need to play on the right you might need to play on the left if we are suffering a few injuries but I think when everybody's fully fit Todd Cantwell has got to play centrally because he's the he's a difference maker in the final third. Mark, yeah, he, he, he's a quality player. Paul he just needs to show up more often. Um, you know, he is a guy that can go and make Rangers tick, that can go and create chances. If you create chances and your strikers informed, you go and win games a, a football. So what he needs to do that that's what what we're talking about. Talk, Todd Cantwell tonight about is what we should be talking yeah. about every week. Todd Cantwell's performance, assist, taking the game by the scruff of the neck getting angry with himself and wanting to do better so there's been too many times this season another way it's been we've been talking about Todd Cantwell's social media posts yeah. or Todd Cantwell's um, ridiculous simulation we've not actually been talking about him for getting a game by the scruff of the neck and making things happen and that's what he's there for Rangers to do Barry's used the phrase which is spot on a difference maker but go and be it so now what he's got to do is go and follow that up in midweek and again at the weekend it can't be one game in five that's not good enough for Rangers. It needs to be on the button pretty much all the time. Justin, what about Seema? 11 goals so far? I, I, I wouldn't have thought at the start of the season yeah. that we'd have been saying Seema is our top goal scorer at this point in the season, to yeah. be honest with you. But um, I, I think he does really well. I think, again, he, he, he seems to be sharp. I didn't... I, I, the, the one concern I've got is, is watching the game yesterday... And again, I don't know if Barry and the panel are agree, but I think when Danilo comes on last night, there seems to be a far higher injection of pace. There seems to be a bit more urgency about them. But with, with Dessers, and again, I hate to keep going over the yeah. same ground, but with Dessers and everything else, it just seems to be so pedestrian when he's on the park and him and Lammers seem to slow everything down so much. The first 
five minutes. I did it all been on last night. Everybody seemed to be quicker, a bit sharper. The the touch was better, the movement was better. I just I I it's frustrating when you're watching that last night yeah. because when you come out as a Rangers fan and you're 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 looking at the team sheet, you're expecting to see Danilo, you're expecting to see Seymour, you're expecting to see Campbell's a ten. And then Deathles is back in and I get They've got to give them an opportunity, but how many opportunities do we give the, the guys before we realise it's slowing us down? And it's, it's giving us bad starts to games, you know. Is that why he does it, Barry? To give him a chance, still relatively early in his career? Yeah, probably. But I, I mean, I agree. Again, Justin makes a good point. When Danilo come on, there seemed a better understanding with everybody with his movement, his link-up play. He, he did inject. A, a bit of energy into the front line there's no no doubt about it um, and it looked if the players have a good understanding look Des there's one thing you can't say about the big man is he does try he, he does he gives it everything it's just no working for him at this moment in time and for me the manager with all the games that Rangers are going to have over the month of December he's probably looking and saying right Danilo is one of my main players I want to have him fresh maybe looking ahead to the game on Wednesday night against Hearts at Tynecastle and that's going to be some night Justin thanks a lot for calling 0808 17 17 700 next up Kevin's on a Celtic fan good evening Kevin how you doing boys you alright yeah I think they're all good Barry you feeling okay now Friday you were uh, yeah, I was in the treatment under room the weather. Yeah, yeah a wee bit under the weather but I'm cheap I'm the treatment room <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin what are you thinking were you in the treatment room at half time yesterday when St Johnson scored <laughs> <laughs> I should have been in the team in room because I nearly fell off the couch. Um, that was uh, listen. I'm sure Celtic fans and Rangers fans have got to phone, phone in tonight for a wee bit of a moan. I don't want to come off close as uh, um, ungrateful for that, right? But you can't even perform with that in a Celtic jersey. When you're in it. I'm sure Barry will say the same for the for Rangers and the how they perform. But yep. you can't even turn up to St Johnston and perform with that. That was shocking. That first half was embarrassing. And certain players needed, uh, they needed to put up the bum uh, at halftime. Yeah. I think through watching Brendan Rodgers' uh, press conference, I've never actually seen Brendan Rodgers look so annoyed, and he looked really, really annoyed, and, and, and quite rightly so. It's just, I don't know, there's certain players, and I don't want to pick out, I don't like picking out uh, individuals, but David Turnbull frustrates the life out of me because sometimes he's, he's just fantastic and I know he was unlucky with that keeper made a good save but yeah. too many times David Turnbull when the going gets tough and when it comes to the big the big games against Rangers Hearts away Aberdeen away that boy's nowhere to be seen and there's only so many times where he's got to get away with that um, Matt O'Reilly for the first half wasn't, wasn't great either don't get me wrong but we are sorely missing in that game yesterday we were sorely missing the creativity Hatati. I think we've been missing Abada for months. Yeah. The sooner we get him back, the better. And I, I, I think yesterday really proves that, I know I've been on here a few times saying it, but it just rubber stamps the fact that we must, as hard as it is January, we must get reinforcements in in January because it's just not good enough. It's just, it's, it's, the players, some, some players can't be relied on week in, week out. And I know they've done great for us, but that first half against a team like St Johnston, no disrespect, but to go... 90 minutes almost uh, a game and a half without scoring a goal against St Johnston isn't good enough Mark yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers uh, was obviously disappointed last weekend um, taking the European thing uh, out of the equation for the moment domestically and domestically 
you know, ultimately is what it's all, all about is to win the league over 38 games and, and European football is great and you want to do well but at the moment it's, it's the league and he's probably seen warning signs and bear in mind there's a game against Rangers coming up December the 30th you, you want to be top of the table and you want to have a lead to get into the winter break and Celtic Brendan I think we're in danger of blowing um, I know it's 8 points but Rangers have got a game in hand potentially blowing a 5 point lead they can't do it um, you listen to these press conferences on Tuesday night after losing to Lazio and again sometimes you can I think a manager slight heat at the moment he's saying something right after the game but to repeat it and then even take it up a notch on Friday and the word they kept using we said in the programme Friday night quality, 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 quality he needs reinforcement the message is loud and clear to the board to the recruitment department he needs better than what he's got that's the greatest respect uh, to that team I think they're really missing Hitati um, and it wouldn't surprise me Paul and Kevin's said it there I know January's a different one that's nonsense go and get your yeah. jobs done mm-hmm. January doesn't need to be a difficult one it's only a difficult month if you want to make it a difficult month if you're looking for excuses go and get your job done get your work done and it wouldn't surprise me to see Celtic spend in the region of £15 million next month if the right two or three players become available five, six, seven th- million pounds Mark for the right ones I think Celtic will make that spend. In fact, Brendan Rodgers will demand it if he uh, um, identifies the right players. Barry, would you expect that? That could happen? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you will see Celtic trying to sign some players. It's clear that he wants um, quality in, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I know Mark mentioned Tatati. Look, I think any team would miss him, but I think in the wide areas, that's where they're missing. I think Maeda, Yerabada, I know Jota gets sold, but I think the players that are playing in their positions at this moment in time are nowhere as good as the players that I mentioned. Here's the latest today, Kevin, about Maeda and Abada, the updates. Liel and, and Dyson are both on the, the pitch now, which is great news for us. Dyson's probably a little bit ahead of Liel, but, uh, but I'm expecting at some point this month uh, that uh, they'll, be, uh, they'll be available. But you're right, he said earlier the players were too comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ambition that some players want to be too comfortable and uh, just do enough, and it's not enough at this club. You have to you have to have that mentality and that intensity, you know, from that first whistle. And um, so yeah, but as I said, the reaction was really good. He was reflecting on it. He said, "Look, it wasn't anything tactical. Was wrong." Listen, the, the, there was nothing tactical that they did in the game yesterday. I'm very much you analyse the game. You normally then have the players playing to the intensity level that you want, and then you're looking at little tactical tweaks that you maybe need within the game. There's nothing tactical yesterday. This was about mentality and physicality, and then once you do that and bring that to the the game, then you uh, you get your reward. And you're right, Mark, he's been talking about quality last week. Yesterday he was talking about being angriest. And today he was asked about it again in the media conference ahead of the midweek game. The problem is if you if you speak to them at half-time and then you don't get the reaction. So uh, that's when it's the, the, the big problem. Now, the, the, these guys have been brilliant. And uh, and every now and then you, you just need a reminder that, that Celtic's a club where you don't go through the motions, either as a staff member or a, a player. And, uh, and we went through the motions in the, in the first half. So, uh, for whatever reason that was, we needed to be better. In the second half, we were much more intense, much more aggressive in our game, with and without the ball. And, and you've seen the, the quality of our goals and the quality of our play. So, uh, and that's it. So, we move on to the next game. And Brendan Rodgers hasn't had the career and the management that he's had by accepting or tolerating mediocrity. And that's what he saw yesterday, even worse than mediocrity, the first 45 minutes. And he's put out, he's laid down a marker to the players have responded well. But it's loud and clear, Paul, you can see it now. And it's even from going back to at the end of the window and, and then when the window closed, some of the messages that, that he put out. Um, he didn't read, read between the lines to know exactly what he was saying. 
Um, he's come back to Celtic to go and do something special, obviously domestically and and in Europe. Now, we're not, not saying Celtic are going to win the Champions League or do things, but to, to go and be better and to go and be, be competing and actually winning games on a regular basis the way they were 15, 20 years ago. He can't do that with this current group of players. He needs better than, than, than that. And that's where the uh, the onus is on other people inside the football club um, to go and help him deliver what he wants to deliver. Kevin, thanks very much for calling 0808 17 17 700. It's a bit of cat and mouse, isn't it, between the big two? Neither of them playing at their best so far. It hasn't changed. Eight points in it. Rangers got one game in hand the next couple of months not to be missed The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote call 0800 233 5788 Let's go It's the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Great to have Rob on the show on Friday evening Barry it was a late fitness test but you weren't feeling well but you're absolutely brand new and you're right up for it today and there's plenty on the go yeah good weekend of football uh, the good Friday listening to Rob good uh, guy knows his stuff so it's good, good, it's good for that to happen <laughs> somebody knows his stuff I, I know I, I, listen I agree <laughs> and no, it's, no it, you it was a missed, big weekend you were missed no, but listen like, some yeah, people yeah. have got to go away for three or four days and drink the champers and that's what you were up to <laughs> it's a good weekend <laughs> yep. so Mark Football was wise, the, for oh sorry, I thought you were talking about no, 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 the rosy or the dawn that you were on. No, not at all. The um, Muddle at the weekend, yeah, a draw uh, for them. No wins yet, but at least it wasn't a defeat. Yeah, I mean, I have to. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on it in Gar later yeah. on. But you know, the red card yes, there. So you know, credit to to yeah. uh, to Motherwell for for getting that uh, uh, late leveller. Um, Sickner for, for Tony Doherty and indeed but all things considered, you know, a point apiece, um, not too bad. Good shout, Gar. G-A-R The Go Assisted Referee On the Go Radio Football Show With CSD Air Conditioning Comforting air quality All year round I'll tell you, it was Stephen Reside's birthday at the weekend as well. So, young Stephen, who tunes into the programme, it was a big birthday for him. So, congratulations, Stephen. So, I was thinking about you in Motherwell on Saturday, 3-3, off to what looked like a winning start, Mika getting an early goal, but 3-3 and they were behind a couple of times. But the key moment for our VAR Garcheck was Harry Payton. So, who wants to start, Barry? I can see you shaking your head on that. Referee said yellow card. I think somebody mentioned it. Um, last year eh, sorry last week eh, the game's gone that's not what's he meant to do there Paul he's went for the ball um, so I, I, I think it's harsh I do yeah so they collide when you stop it it looks as though well, what uh, mark yeah, I get, Paul, it's yeah. never a red it's never know. a red card now we've got an ex-professional sitting here yep. who said it's not a red card the watch sports scene last night your two ex-pros Callum Davidson and Michael Stewart it's not a red card uh, you would a young referee I think it was his first ever top yeah, flight premiership mm-hmm. game Ian Sneddon possibly Sneddon and Nick Walsh is a va and Nick Walsh is told um, forgive me I don't know his first name mm-hmm. Mr Sneddon to go and yep. look at, at the monitor there's no way that young referee is going to go against Nick Walsh so, so it's never in my opinion mm-hmm. it's never a red card and it goes back to the thing and I know a lot of ex-pros call for it but it's common sense, not just up here, but but around and even European football. You see some of the decisions are absolutely shocking. Get an ex-player in the truck to give a bit of guidance, not to be the decision maker, but just to give a bit of guidance. Surely it can't do any harm. I don't know what Peyton can do there. It's clear that he's went for the ball. 
he wasn't there was no aggression in it whatsoever and when I seen that when given as a red card that, as I said Paul somebody mentioned it on the show that it worries me the way football's going if you're going to be given red cards for um, things like that a normal tackle yeah, yeah which yeah. slightly is missed time yeah, slightly you know, had, had Nick Walsh not intervened uh-huh. no, nobody would have complained you know, you wouldn't have had Tony Doherty, you know, get up names at all. Mm. Um, Harry Payton deserved a red card for that. It was a shocker from the young year. But, you know, he wouldn't have, but you, you brought attention to it for the wrong Now, if it is a red, then great, Nick Wall. But for me, it's it's not a red. It wasn't necessary to intervene. Was that a clear and obvious red? Has he gone in when you look at it? Has he gone in aggressively and with excessive force? Absolutely not. The angriest ever, Barry, we saw Haaland. I'm, I'm coming back on to Gar in a moment or two, but Erling Haaland raging at the referee. It's over the top, isn't it? What, or the, not the way Haaland went with the referee. Yeah, I can understand his fra- uh, frustration. Yeah. Look, I, I just think it's one of the ones where uh, he's um, he's, made, he's made a mistake and he's panicked the referee. Aye. That's what he's done. Plain and simple, he's made a mistake. Um, it was clear that he let play go and it was good that obviously Sky had had shown you again when he had this, he, he was ready to put the whistle in his mouth obviously Haaland's played the ball through to Grealish um, and I, I just think it's it's an absolute howler but he's he's made a mistake and he, he just needs to go on mate he's going to suffer a, a fair bit of um, abuse about it but I don't think um, I think it's just a, a mad mo- he's had a, a moment in the game where he's made a howler yeah, yeah Grealish was on side, wasn't he? No, he's on yeah, side. He's either one yeah. on one, and he's getting brought down. It's yeah. a red, you know a red card. Um, I think Simon Hooper might have been the referee in the opening day of the season, Man United Wolves in the Monday night game, Oof. and it was a terrible mistake made. Against he was Wolves. either on VAR, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or he was a match referee at that level. Paul, at that kind of game, you can't be doing that. You've yeah. got to be better than that. You've got to have a stronger mentality. You've got to be more decisive and it was a great decision to allow play to continue yeah, was, yeah. you know I mean mm-hmm. he's called it right because you could have blown the whistle quickly because it was a clear foul on Haaland credit to Haaland for getting up um, and, and getting on with it but you can under I can totally understand the frustration of Manchester City given at that point of the game it's 3-3 and Grealish was you know fresh pair of legs he's come on as a sub yeah. has gone through one and one to go and win mm-hmm. the game Barry was there anything else up here VAR wise over the weekend that took your attention I think it was kind of relatively mm-hmm. controversy free yeah yeah I'm trying to think Hib- Hibs Aberdeen yeah. was, was was fine Celtic yeah. Rangers were, yeah. were fine obviously the Livy game was on yeah. Kilmarnock Hearts mm-hmm. was, was fine so, yeah so yeah. Yeah, overall, overall referees had a good weekend pretty happy yeah, <laughs> with it that's unusual G-A-R the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. 24-hour heating and cooling specialists. Yeah, it was a big weekend. As you know, we got the draw for Euros 2024 and we kick off the first game, Scotland against uh, the host nation, Germany, in München. We're looking forward to that. Back here uh, on Saturday, a couple of games off, but Kilmarnock Hearts went ahead and Laura Shanklin, surely he's on the plane for Germany yeah but the goalkeeper yeah yeah, it's a, it's a mistake but listen Stephen Nesmith was under pressure a few weeks back that's three wins out of three Paul mm-hmm. um, two clean sheets within the three games and um, I, I think they'll be in a confident place for Rangers visiting them uh, on Wednesday night 
Motherwell Dundee we mentioned 3-3 we'll talk about them later on and then Sunday kicked off at uh, lunchtime 12 o'clock St Johnson one up at half time but Celtic 3-1 at the end stay uh, 8 points clear Hibs 2 Aberdeen 0 talk about that shortly good win for Hibs David Marshall in top form international form yesterday and Rangers a double from Sima against St Mirren Sima's maybe had his doubters or whatever Clement was asked about him no because if you don't have the confidence you don't score the goal so it's the other way around no, I spoke with, with Abda last couple of days also about being hungry to, to be in the box and, and to score himself. It's a, it's a really nice boy, really nice lad. Um, he's sometimes not egoistic enough for me to, to be decisive himself. He wants to give the last pass or he looks at the others before he shoots himself. So I'm really happy that he scored the two goals now and, and two really good goals. And with his pace and his power, he can hurt a lot and that's what I want to see in the next couple of months. So Barry, for the manager, is that 11 games, he's won eight and he's drawn three. Mm-hmm. Good start. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll be happy but he's still demanding more, Paul. Um, no doubt about it. I think he, he, he realises and he understands that he will need to make a few changes. Um, I have no doubt about that as well. And in terms of Seema, uh, listen, uh, if the game's in front of him and there's grass use his pace he's absolute electric and I tell you one thing about him he can finish and he's shown that um, at the start of the season he was one that I was I was very unsure about but obviously a couple of goals have gave him the confidence and if you play him in the right position Paul and you use his attributes I think he could be a big player for Rangers here's the update on injuries with uh, Jack and Raskin Ryan Jack will not be so long Nicola Raskin will have a new assessment in the beginning of the week because his uh, re-up is not going well so I'm not so happy about that but it's the way it is so we need to find other solutions then for the moment That's a worry Barry isn't it? Yeah it is um, I think when he got the injury they were only expecting him about for a couple of weeks at most so obviously it's, it's no recovering the way that he would want it and obviously Ryan Jack um, I would imagine Ryan Jack might be available for the, the weekend's game uh, just need to wait and see um, so you're wanting you're wanting everybody available Paul because there's the amount of games that Rangers have got in the month of December as uh, a lot so we just need to wait and see how the recovery goes let's go back in the lines Laurie is on from Deniston good evening Laurie hey Paul good evening uh, good evening Barry uh, good evening Mark how are you doing Hi, Laurie, Laurie. I'm doing good, guys. Uh, for me, the most pleasing aspect about uh, the weekend, from a Celtic point of view, or at least from my perspective, was the rocket that Brendan Rodgers uh, gave his players in the dressing room at halftime uh, on Sunday. Uh, that was a team transformed in the first half. It's almost as if they were wearing lead boots. No movement, uh, no pace, no energy. Total uh, lethargy. Whatever he told them, uh, it certainly worth a treat because they were a team transformed in the second half. I think that may well prove to be a watershed moment uh, in the outcome of the, the league. You know, uh, the last couple of times I've been on the, the programme, guys, I have commented that we now have a live challenge from Rangers. This guy, uh, Philip Clement, is no mug. He's got a very impressive CV. Uh, and a good uh, resume, a glitter resume, in fact, having won three titles in a row. So it's a credible challenge comes from the other side of the city. Uh, and I'm glad that uh, Brendan 
uh, blew a gasket yesterday. You know, by nature, uh, I'm a lifelong trade unionist, Paul. Uh, and my inclination uh, very much, uh, shop steward of many, many years standing uh, when I was working. Yep. And uh, my inclination is usually towards uh, the worker. Uh, I don't like seeing workers getting a shuriken half gaffers. It's anathema to me, to be quite honest with you, the way I was raised. But yesterday, I'm afraid, those guys deserved a shuriken. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Brendan delivered it. We are so lucky, dear Brendan Rogers at the helm, as Celtic after Ange uh, departed. I remember, and I know this might sound like all of yesterday's uh, here, but I was almost 10 years of age before Celtic won any silverware in 1965 with a majestic header of Billy McNeil against Dunfermline in the Scottish Cup final. Before that, the last time they'd won anything domestically, my dad, God rest him, and my mother were standing at Gorbel's Cross waiting for the Celtic team bus to come back to Hamden. That was the famous 7-1 League Cup final. I think that there's an awful lot of Celtic supporters, particularly younger people, and listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I have never, as I said to you before, Paul, uh, and I don't want to sound repetitive, I'm not here to speak for other Celtic supporters. Sure. I yeah. can only come on this programme and volunteer my own opinions about how they, they see things. But I think that uh, there are, given the, the near uh, monopoly we've enjoyed the last 12 or 13 years, I think there's uh, almost a sense of entitlement uh, amongst a, a lot of Celtic supporters, especially younger ones, right, uh, who never uh, experienced yeah. uh, the, the, the difficult years that I experienced uh, as a young boy. Uh, so, fantastic, Brendan. you done what was necessary yesterday, and what a transformation in our fortunes uh, in the second half. And I'm looking forward to, to January. The, the squad does need strengthened. At that point, I want to throw it to Mark. What would you say to Laurie's contribution so far? <coughs> well, I mean, I, I, in terms of uh, Brendan Rodgers, uh, a rocket yeah. um, at half-time, it was badly needed and, and he must have felt that. That's the angriest he's ever been. You've got to take him at his word and, and uh, there's no doubt it was below par and the players have responded positively and they've got a very, very important uh, three points and everybody's played their part from Joe Hart uh, right out to the substitutes, James Forrest and Mikey Johnson. Um I also think as well, and I said it on Friday night when 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 Rob was in the chair, uh, Paul, never ever take a title for granted. Just what, what, what Laurie's saying that he'd be successful. Never take a title for granted. Um, sitting next to Barry, who's won whatever it is four, five, six titles, uh, with Rangers, and they've got to work hard every week. You know, it doesn't just happen. It's a ten-month period from when you start back in July to when you try and go over the line and mate. It's not easy to win a title. Just ask Rangers just now. They've won one in 13 years or whatever it is. So never ever take it uh, for granted and, and it is a bread and butter. Europe is great and you want to do as well as you can but ultimately it's about being the best team in the country over a 10 month period. Barry, you know how hard that is and how sweet it tastes when you do win. Yeah, it's the hardest thing to win, Paul. No doubt about it. Watching after the game, that watching Brendan Rodgers before when he was at Celtic, when he was at Liverpool when he was at Leicester, I've never seen him like that in an interview. You could see it in his face. And listen, it clearly, sometimes that has to happen. So one or twice um, a season, the manager comes in, you're not hitting the standards that he expects, and he has a 10-minute rant and a few home truths are told, and that clearly what happened. Because um, Celtic were a different team in the second half. You could see they, they were a lot sharper, um, a lot more determined, and... Um, they were clearly not that in the first half because that, that, that's the worst I've seen Celtic in a long time. 
a lot of fans were saying there's something wrong. Something hasn't been clicking, Laurie. But it did in the second half. The change made a difference as well. Bringing Yang off and and Mikey Johnson. And maybe that's a wake-up call for Mikey Johnson now. He needs to go and now show that he can do that on a a regular basis. Because he's now come in. It looked to me if he was going about the door. He's been given an opportunity the last few weeks. And certainly in the second half, he showed his quality. He's playing in the right and then he moved obviously over to the left-hand side as well. Going to have to move on. Laurie, thanks so much for your call. And that's an address there that the late, great Jimmy Reid would have been proud of there when <laughs> talking about uh, great trade unionists. Thanks, Laurie. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland captain. Big Scotland fan is on the line. Happy birthday belated to Stephen Reside. Hi, Stephen. Hi, how you doing, guys? Sorry. Yeah, good, Thanks thank you. Been. Yeah, you celebrate it with a draw. You'd be delighted that we're... Yeah. What, what do you think of the group, Stephen? Oh, the group... The group... Um, the group's great, I think. I think you, you look at part one, you would have wanted Germany from that part. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, the other two, wasn't Hungary and Switzerland a good size, but we need to remember that we're a good size as well. Um. I don't think you go into any competition with the Euros and get, get such a thing as an easy side. Every game's going to be tough. But yep. It's not a great line, Stephen. Can you just check the headset? Well, Barry, I mean, you're, you're not confident. You think that we should realise we're a decent team. Yeah, the, I mean, the three teams have been drawn against Paul are, are decent teams as well. But I think Matt mentioned at the start of the show, we, we've got quality players. If we've got everybody fit, that is, we just need to obviously cross our fingers and hope that um, everybody's going to be healthy and available for Steve Clark to pick but if we go over there with our full squad I'm pretty confident we can get out of that group Mark? Yeah I think we've got a great chance uh, Paul and that is key to it you know players staying fit and hopefully um, you know that the, 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 the boys are kind of buzzing bouncing domestically at their, at their own clubs you know the last six, week, six weeks of the season you know they're, they're going for trophies they're winning silverware and they're feeling good about themselves, then they'll go away to camp. But yeah, it's, it's about staying fit. Your key players, um, whoever the strikers are going to be, if they're on form, banging in goals at, at club level, that can make all the difference. And the goalkeeper, it was important. You want Angus Gunn to be to be back fit again and, and available and, and getting a run of games. So all those kind of things. But looking at the three games in isolation, six months ahead of the fixtures, I think we've got a right good chance. Stephen, what about the weekend then for Motherwell? Are you on the Harry Payton line? What the heck was that about? Oh, I think I think when you still an image and, and you focus on what the fact that the foot's on the knee, and looked at that and decided it's a red. But I think it's very soft. It's two players going in for the ball that's high. It's a 50-50 tackle. And with Harry Payton's momentum, he can't go anywhere. He can't do anything. His forward momentum's going to take him into the Dundee player. And they've deemed that a red card. But it's so frustrating because we do still have to level with two apiece. Um, and really, I was thinking at that point that we could go on and win the game. But to get a point with 10 men, uh, it's a good result. And hopefully, hopefully we can get our first one in 11 up at Dingwall tomorrow. Are you going up tomorrow? Will you manage? Yeah, I'm going up. Um, I'm going up wow. to the bus and support this bus. So, um, I, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I am going up to Dingwall. Wow. 
That's good. It's, it's a terrible line, Stephen. I don't know if we can improve on it there. Barry, it just shows you've been a Scottish football fan. You're all over the country, so Dingwall tomorrow. Yeah, and I don't know what time you you'll leave. What with the three o'clock, half two or three o'clock. Aye, past three. But that's commitment, Paul, and that's fans uh, travel all over the country to support their team um, and spend a right few quid doing it as well. Um, so I'm sure the the Munnell players will, will appreciate the the travelling support. Yep. Get into that. Make sure you get into that chippy and Avi more, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, I see a good chiffy in there. Great. Well, they're both on 14 points, Mark, as you know. So it's a big one. Uh, massive, isn't it? Yeah. Right, well, credit to, uh, to, to Ross County. I know yeah. their, their game was off at mm-hmm. the weekend, but Derek Adams, two games, back to back, clean sheets, and, and four points out of mm-hmm. six. So, um, yeah, he's had a really good start. But it'll be an interesting game tomorrow night, as we know. Stuart Kettlewell going back to his former club that he managed, and I think he managed them very well, um, too. So, a real interesting fixture in Dingwall tomorrow night. And finally, Stephen, are you feeling confident you are going to pull away <coughs> from that bot? Well, certainly move up in the bottom half of the table. Yeah, listen, I think that it was a great point in Celtic Park. Mm-hmm. We've followed that up with a point against Dundee with 10 men. There's no reason why we can't go to Dingwall and win tomorrow. Um, and I think Kettlewell will come around. Great, Stephen. Thanks very much for joining us. Good luck. Safe travels tomorrow. Mark, it is unbelievable, isn't it? Round the country. You know, the game at the weekend, but then you're off to Dingwall. And yeah. you, you wonder. I'm just thinking there of the likes of the Marcus Rashfords on all that huge amount of money. You know, if you were the man, Ten Hag. I know I'm going from, you know, Motherwell to uh, Old Trafford, but it must be really annoying for the manager Eric Ten Hag to get a tune out of these players who are on maybe three hundred grand a week. Yeah, and uh, you know, well, Brendan Rodgers. What do you see? Every yeah. time, you just, every now and again, you just need a reminder. And that's what Man United are, are, are needing just now. It's not good enough um, what's going on at, at the club. Is it all down to Eric Ten Hag when they've had some brilliant managers in the past 10 years since Sir Alex Ferguson um, stood down and, and to, to compound their misery? You know, they're looking across the city and, and Man City are you know, European champions. Is it four in a row they've got um, at the moment? And they've got a wonderful football team. So, yeah, Man United, it's, it's more deep rooted, um, I think, Paul. But to get back to, to Stephen uh, and all football supporters, you know, commitment, dedication. Uh, it's brilliant not to mention financially as well yeah. especially at this time of year um, to go do things like that leaving at what they say 3 o'clock tomorrow yeah. and you know won't get to his bed till probably 2 o'clock in the morning so it's a long long day and you just hope that for, for Stephen and all travelling Motherwell supporters to get a victory Barry how do you motivate somebody on that kind of money? Um, it comes within Paul it has to a manager can only do so much. He's clearly, he's got all the ability in the world, Rashford. But I, I don't know, it's not just Rashford. Everybody, I, I know um, they were pinpointing Rashford because he's probably Manchester United's best player. It's just not happening for him at this moment in time. But I look at Man U and I think to myself, they are absolute miles off it. Miles off it. Um, and it's been like that for a number of years. And I'll, I look at the money they've spent as well. Um, it's not if he's not been given a lot to go and spend. He's, I, I think, what was it? I looked at it, he spent £350, £400 million pound, and he's only been in the job a year. That's a hell of a lot of money and I don't think there's been any improvement in Manchester United whatsoever. See, Man City slipped up, although 3-3 with Tottenham. There's always going to be great games to watch and that was one. <clears throat> that was, it was a belter and uh, credit to Spurs. You know, they're missing three or four 
key players. I, mm. I didn't think they were getting out of the game. I thought you were, you know, Andrew's looking at um, four defeats in the trot, but credit to them, great, great resilience, belief to fight back, and a, and a wonderful equalising goal. But credit to both teams. What a fantastic uh, 90 minutes they gave us. They, they weren't great in the first half, Tottenham. The worst, the worst I've seen him and it was interesting listening to Posta Coglu's interview he says to them at half did they give them a a bit of a, a bashing at half time he says no I just told them to go and take the game to them go and release yourself go and show how good a player you are and sometimes that all, all it needs for a manager and certainly in the, the second half they, they showed their qualities but you've got to remember the players that they're missing Tottenham they're missing probably five, six starters at this moment in time so that's a, a good point because they, they were in a wee bit of a, a rut over the last week or two Arsenal of course winning 2-1 against Wolves at the other end we knew it was going to happen Burnley 5 Sheffield United nil. we didn't know that would happen but Paul Higginbottom has left the club today and they're saying it'll be Chris Welder who'll come back but he left uh, under a cloud a few mm. years ago when he left yeah he, he did his career's not been great no. um, since yeah. then um, Middlesbrough and Watford um, but Sometimes there's a, there's a specific club that, that just works, so they maybe think, well, if anybody can get us out um, a hole, um, and it's Chris Wilder, but uh, I, I think Sheffield United have gone, and I look at all of McBurney's two yellow cards, and you think, you know, if you're Paul Heckenbottom, um, or you're a teammate, you think, what are you doing? You, you're so lucky to get away with the first one not being a straight red, and then to go and do that, you know, moments later to get your second yellow uh, it's just you know you're, you're letting your teammates and your club down in the next hour we're going to be looking forward to the midweek games Barry because it never stops and of course you mentioned it Hearts Rangers Celtic Hibs two brilliant games coming yeah, up that, that's yeah. one of the when the fixtures come out Paul yeah. that's one of the, the ones that you look for time castle and listen I think I've said it a number of times on the, on the show it's a brilliant place and especially when you go there in midweek under the lights at time castle Loved it. Also, Aberdeen against Kilmarnock and Killy will want uh, a win and need the points. And St. Johnson against St. Mirren in the Battle of the Saints. That's coming up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 Let's go. So in this hour, you can call Rangers fans. What are you thinking about another win at the weekend? Not the best performance, but a double from Sima. We'll hear more from Philippe Clement. And speaking about the new director of football who's joined the club or who's coming in Niels Coppin that's coming a moment or two Celtic well we know the story now manager Brendan Rodgers said that's the angriest he's ever been when they were a goal down at half time just too slow a bit lethargic but they won 3-1 and he said hopefully there'll be no more drop-offs in the future that's the plan that's the plan but um, listen it, it's it's something that, that can happen and you see it with, even with the very best teams it happens when you play in so many games. There can be moments where there is a lull, but that's why you're a manager and a coach because you recognise that, and then you need to have the intervention. And um, like I say, we're playing a lot of games. We're playing a lot of games uh, at a high tempo, and that's when we're at our best. So we always have to um, search for that identity. And uh, as I said, we we got it in the second half yesterday, which was outstanding. Barry, I'm just thinking now we're into December, into the winter. You know, it's not won or lost at this stage, but it can be a grind, I guess, playing, you know, three times a week. I get a grind playing football. Yeah. No. <laughs> Never a grind playing football. Love it. Never yeah. a grind. That's a, that's a job that hundreds of thousands, millions of people would love to be doing. And listen, listen, it's tough in the legs, no doubt about it, but listen, it's the best job for me. And I've never seen it as a, an, an issue. I've had three games a season, Paul. 
uh, three games a week sorry um, I, I loved that I mean I would rather play games of football than, than train if I'm being honest but do you think some people feel that it can be a grind they don't appreciate what they've got yeah it could be that yep. could be the case um, as I said listen mental and physical it, it does take it out of you but that's why clubs carry squads Paul uh, if somebody is suffering a bit of fatigue then that gives somebody a, a, another player an opportunity to come in and, and stake their claim The manager made some changes Mark you mentioned Yang earlier on Mikey Johnson got his chance so undoubtedly the subs made uh, and had an impact Yeah but well, you need that and I think all the guys came into the game and uh, affected it so um, the modern game in particular is not now but just the 11 players that start you know, sometimes you'll make a few changes but also you rely on players coming in Guys like Mikey came into the game yesterday, was outstanding, really direct, uh, fast, and was, was creative and, and worked hard. And James gets his goal, Tomo comes in and, and creates the, the third goal. So, um, But that's a testament to how they train. I think the intensity of our training every day allows them to be at a good level. So when they come into the game, they, uh, they can make an impact. Mark? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as Brendan Rogers said there, it's, it is not just about the 11 players that start and, that, and that's a mentality certainly the mentality that a modern day player um, has or maybe one or two or just uh, too comfortable being on the bench and rather than really pushing you know to get into a starting 11 however the substitutes did make an impact um, you know when I was watching the game on the television yesterday the Celtic St Johnson game when you see Mikey Johnson standing in the pitch uh, in the tunnel at half time you're thinking that's not what Celtic need but the greatest respect to Mikey Johnson but he, but, he, but he put his turn in he put a shift in one or two wee things did they come off from but he persevered he kept going at it and, and it was a real pleasure to see him um, come through it and make a contribution um, to Celtic getting by the way Paul make no mistake a vital three points yeah. absolutely I think Laurie mentioned it might be, be, be pivotal in how the season um, shapes up when you look back in certain games and I think for Joe Hart as well it was a big big save you could see the joy in his face at full time and you could also see the joy in his teammates face because a lot of them went to embrace him first and it was great to see that for the for the goalkeeper because I think a lot of Celtic fans have not turned on him but are now questioning his suitability to, to be the Celtic number one I don't agree um, I'm not saying he's a be-all and end-all and it's up to the Celtic recruitment uh, team to go and try and find better than what they've got and he's out of contract at the end of the season but in my opinion uh, you'll be hard pushed for it'll be hard pushed for Celtic to find a better number one than Joe Hart and Brendan Rodgers has said that he's got no plans in the meantime to be replacing him it's not a January priority um, the defence was really poor Mark at the St Johnson goal including the keeper yes yeah absolutely yeah. The, 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 I'll use the word bullied you know the, the, yeah. the, the, they were bullied um, like, and then Brendan Rodgers used a word and you don't often hear him say you know blending just like if you want to say football players footballers but they do lack a physicality there's no doubt you know um, I don't think they've got enough power in the team in terms of a physical presence I don't think they've got enough height uh, in the team either I don't that's something to look to to, to address um, but certainly physicality some lovely footballers they know their way around the pitch they know how to win games but even in, in Europe as well Paul they need a bit more strength and power I think here's a bit more from the manager on the St Johnson result and in game take away all the technical jargon of football the the, the difference in, in the game is about working hard that's the difference and when you're a top team it's about working very hard and we failed to to do that in the first half yesterday 
And uh, and when you don't do that, then uh, you can get punished with any team. And we'd already seen that with St. Johnson, where we didn't take our opportunities. And the first time we played, and we we didn't uh, we end up with a with a point. So you always have to guard against that. No matter how good a team you are, the start point for any team is your work. And once you put the work in, and you play to the intensity and the speed of what you're asked to play, then uh, you see the difference it makes. So it's just about the, the mentality, working hard, and uh, that is normally the difference. Good stuff there from the manager. Barry, what are you thinking? Yeah, just very yeah. basic stuff. Yeah. If you work hard, I was always a big believer in it. If you work hard, your ability will come through. But sometimes, um, and, and it, you hear some manager says, no, we never work. That should be a given. You have to work played many a bad games Paul but I could come off after the game and look myself in the mirror and say hey, do you know what I gave it everything I had there um, so I think he's just putting um, a, a warning out saying that he's not going to he's not going to accept that and it's similar to Philip Clement he's, he says a couple of things where he expects his team to run more than the opposition and if you run more and you work harder than the opposition you've got a right good chance of winning games because of the ability both teams have got Let's hear from yeah, Mark. On no, you. Yeah. One thing I was going to say, but you know, Barry, very honest there. I'm saying you know, the times he didn't play well, but he gave a hundred percent. But also about being a captain, about and, and being a leader, and carrying out your manager's instructions is his next in command on the pitch, as Callum McGregor was yesterday for the second forty-five, and certainly Barry was uh, for Rangers. Uh, if you want to play well, you made sure you tried to get the best of the boys mm. round about yeah. you. You know, yeah. so listen, I might not be quite on it today, but come on, you help me out mm. and you would drive them on yep. to help them go and win the game. 100%. You know? Bang on. Let's hear from Philippe Clement about the importance of getting the first goal yesterday. It's always important to score a first goal when you need to break a wall. Um, that's always the case. And of course, you want to do that from the first second, what we tried, but um, you need to keep the, the ball tempo high to make uh, an opponent also more tired. In the beginning, they're fresh. They can close the spaces with their runs, and, and after a while, they get more tired. So it's normal that most of the times it's later on in the game. It's because of the, the quality of our passing today that you get these chances also. And he spoke about the quality of Tom Lawrence. Yes, I, I congratulated Tom after the game because uh, it's not his normal position, but I'm looking for solutions with Ryan Jack out, with Nicolas Raskin out, with Sifu coming out of injury. Um, and I was re really happy with the way uh, Tom performed today because um, because of him we could keep a high tempo on the ball and it's much more the, difficult for opponents if we, we keep that tempo. Barry, Tom Lawrence, a, a player you like. You can see how key he is to Rangers. He's a classy football player. Uh, it was interesting to see what he played. He played in the holding role beside uh, John Lundstrom um, and when the three midfielders get mentioned I thought it'd be Lundstrom and Lawrence and Cantwell but he's asked them to do a job and I thought he'd done the job pretty well yesterday um, and I, I'm a big believer in good players can play anywhere and I thought his attitude was spot on I think there's still more to come from Tom Lawrence I do you've got to remember he's just back for another injury but the most important thing is if Rangers can keep him fit he can be an important player for Rangers going forward I like Tom Lawrence, yeah. uh, Paul, I really do, just a, a footballer. And then there's a manager, you know, so I asked him to do a job. We, we need help. I need players just to, to, dig, to dig in and go against uh, what comes naturally to them in terms of a position 
and there's Tom Lorne showing the, the ultimate professionalism not moaning no bother Gaffer you need me to go and do something a bit different I'll go and give it to my best shot and then that but it was great to have him on the pitch because he kept her tempo up he kept it going he's a clever clever player and make no mistake if the guys in front of him make the right runs have got the right movement Tom Lawrence will find mm. them as well all day long and a bit more on um, Cantwell spoke about him took a lot of criticism Barry how much did that take character of Cantwell to show what he could do it, does, yeah, it would have been tough because it's embarrassing maybe like, he's getting took off at that stage and he's thinking to himself right but do you know what he's obviously shown a good attitude and he's no spat the dummy out it's clear because I think if he spat the dummy out he wouldn't have started the game yesterday but the managers gave him the opportunity in his preferred position and I think yesterday in the second half when he plays further forward in connection with the forward players he can be the difference maker and that was shown by the, the ball that he put through to Seymour um, yeah but it's a team sport otherwise we need to play become a tennis player or something so you're part of a team and Tot is part of a team. And we talked about that. I know, I know this is a better position for him, but we need to look also to circumstances with all the injuries. And on the right side, we didn't have many players available. He did a good job there also. Don't, uh, don't forget this. Against Sparta Prague, he was one of the best players. Um, and he knows that. So... He stays available also for to play on the right side or on the left side or in the centre. So about that, we had also a really clear talk. He's good on Cantwell. I like I like the way he speaks. Yeah, the manager. straight and, yeah. and listen, tennis player. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's straight yeah. and he's he's just saying that what he expects for Todd Cantwell. He knows that there's there's a player with very good ability there, Paul, and um, he's just making it clear that. And fair play to Todd Cantwell because obviously he's took on the responsibility saying right do you know what seeing Thursday I never stuck to my position I never took out the, the instructions and that's why the, the manager made the, the change but that second half for Todd yesterday is what I want to see going forward Mark mentioned it let's see that consistency week in week out or game by game because if he brings that I says um, he, he can make the difference in the final third and I thought again young Ross McCausland mm was excellent positive every time he got the ball see the, the, cloud, uh, the crowd got a lift when he gets it he's an old old fashioned wide player he's um, a favourite already isn't yeah he? they love him yeah. but they, listen it's because he's come through the system and do you know what I, I just sense now he's very grounded I thought his interview he'd done before the game was, was excellent um, before he signed his contract sorry yeah. it's clear that he is a, a young man where he knows that he needs to continue to work and I think the future can be really bright for this young man because what he's brought so far, I've been really impressed. Yeah, and, and I think um, Philippe Clement spoke very well um, about him, Paul. We, we spoke about it in the programme on Friday briefly, but you know, Philippe Clement's not making any outlandish statements. Um, he's not putting yeah. extra pressure on the boy. He's safeguarding him. And he's saying, listen, this boy's a talent, but we can't have him playing every game. We can't be looking to him to turn it on for 90 minutes for us that would be unfair that would ruin him so you do it in fits and starts but he is a kind of player you can see it again yesterday when he gets the ball you're on the edge of your seat well, he's going to he's going down that side of the fullback and he's coming inside in towards the, the penalty box he dinked a lovely wee ball through it was I think ended up offside I don't know if it was Dessers maybe that was trying to get in the end of it um, 
but he's got he's got, he's got great ability and I think the thing about Philippe Clement and the staff that he has there they will look after him they won't expose him to anything unnecessary they'll keep him there they'll just keep bleeding him in and just give him, dipping him in and dipping him out and um, it's always wonderful to see someone from the, the academy coming through as well that's a real bonus Philippe Clement's been asked about the new director of football recruitment I heard the news on Friday from PSV Eindhoven Niels Coppen so he's been speaking about him uh, yeah that's funny because um, the first time we talked I've been talking with, with all the candidates together with the members of the board the first time we talked uh, Niels said directly yeah it's a little bit pity because we missed each other in Genk. So we were there six months. I was working in the first team. He was working in academy. Um, and he left after six months. Then I went to PSV. And that year we became champions. So he missed the championship. So he missed uh, a big party there. Um, so I didn't, to be honest, I didn't know him before, before we, we first talked. Uh, but of course, I, I took some information with people who worked with him. Um, in PSV, in Genk, and uh, everybody was, was really, really positive. Yes, it's a very important position, and uh, I don't want to look too much to the past of the last couple of months. I want to look in the future. It's somebody who's really uh, into players. He knows a lot of players. He has a lot of information. It's also somebody who works data-wise uh, really good. Has a lot of experience around that, and somebody who can can lead the team. And it's the thing we need in the club for the moment to to guide the recruitment, to find in this pool that we can pay, that we can find the best fish. But we need to be really early with that, because there are a lot of people in the same pool. So we need to be really early and. Uh, we all think in the club that Niels can help uh, in a really good way. Barry, what's your early impression? What did you feel when you heard Niels Coppen is the new director of football recruitment? Well, it's, it was important because Rangers were clearly wanted. Yeah. Um, a, a, a sporting director or director of football, whatever way you want to put it. Interesting to hear that Philip Clement was part of the process as well, which I think is important because he has to have a, a relationship with him. Um, it, it's clear that he, he knows football inside out. Rangers are in a market where they've not got a lot of money to go and spend like other clubs so he, he knows that market as well so yeah well, it'll be good to see what the, the new man can bring um, to Rangers Football Club He's only 37 Yeah I've seen that Yeah. Mm. So it's not about the age does Philippe Clement report to him or does he report to the chief exec or whatever I don't know if the club have made that clear yet Anyone know? Ah. Uh, believe the manager has got to make the final decision on players and I think that will be the case with Philip Clement I think he'll take a lot of the workload away from the manager which I think is important the manager will say this is where I think we need to strengthen this is player A, B and C that I want to go and try and get and there'll be a list and then that'll be up to the sporting director to go and do that and then when he gets that player that's when the manager will become involved the manager has to focus on the training ground and his team Mark, that's probably the right model. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds as though Coppin is maybe more like a head of recruitment, chief scout, that kind of old-fashioned, and, and he'll dip into other things. But ultimately, his focus and priority is to go and source talent for the manager. Or if the manager identifies his own players, to go and try and help get it over the line, whether that's dealing with an agent or, or whatever it may be. 
um, doing the doing the deep dive and the players' background, character, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but it sounds to be with that relationship, and I think it is the right way, is that the manager will still call the shots. You know, the manager yeah. won't be um, bowing to deals caught with the greatest respect. If anything, yeah. it would be the, the other way about, and that, and that and that's the way it's got to be. But the work together it's important mm. to have a, yeah. a solid working uh, relationship. And it makes sense. It's a significant mark, isn't it, that he was involved in the process? Philippe it's Clement. got to be that no way. no point bringing a big manager's come from. I know he's, got, he's got to have a feel. Yeah. He's got to he's have a feel. From, titles. And it yeah. shows as well that you know, uh, you know, it's very much like in a new regime at Rangers in terms of John Bennett and James Bisgrove. So they've they've appointed this manager. They see it for the, for the long um, term to let him go and try and build something and be successful. So therefore, he's got to be allowed to bring in. Um, his own staff there's no point in the board interviewing him then introduced him there you go here's a guy that basically is going to be a, a massive part of whether you succeed or fail so they've, they've got to have a feel for right. each other all, all relationships at a club have got to be strong but that one yeah. has got to be the strongest and there's got to be trust there and it's clear that they've gone with each other they know each other obviously where they've worked and they've obviously done their background checks so it's clear that the manager's really happy with the new man in charge. Jack's on asking, Barry, you know the club inside out. What's the feeling at Ibrox? Can they catch Celtic? Yeah, there's no use turning out if you can't. You don't believe that. That's um, what Jack hoped you'd say. He's a Rangers fan. Yeah, yeah. of course. Listen, I don't think there's much between them. I'll be honest, I don't. I've watched a lot of Celtic. I've watched a lot of Rangers over the last um, five or six weeks since Philip Clement's come in. Um, I think it's... It's still there for Rangers, but listen, I would rather be in Celtic's position, yeah. sitting where Celtic are. Um, so, yeah, listen, they've, they've, they've got a big, big December. And it's one that you've got to look forward. There's a lot of football, a lot of football to be played, but a lot of big games within that month. And Jack was also asking, he heard Mark saying Celtic could could spend 15 million. It's hard to put, 15 million could be one player. I do think Celtic will go and... Um, Five players and strengthen their squad. But I also think Rangers will do that as well. You said that, so you reckon Rangers... What, two or three players, do you think? <sighs> Listen, you, you'll need to sit down with yeah. Philip Clement. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I would imagine that he, he knows now, he's obviously, he's been in the door five stroke six weeks. He's still obviously looking at players. There's still players that he's not seen enough of. Um, and you've seen that way. Some of the changes he made yesterday. Like um, Sterling, who's not played yeah. a lot. Um, Ra- Raskin's not been, he'll know Raskin because he's obviously Belgium, yeah. but he's not played a lot of football. Um, Ridvan was another one that came on, played a bit of football yesterday. Um, Kemar Roof's not played much That's under right. him. No, he's not. Um, so there's still players that I think he needs to see in a match um, scenario because it's okay watching players at training, but it's in the games where it really matters um, but I do think that come January he'll have identified where he wants to strengthen and, and then it'll be up to the, the Ibrox hierarchy to try and back him the players that he's not seen as bad as mentioned but there'll be players that he will be seeing on a regular basis Paul that he'll know they can't take us forward yep, exactly. they can't take me to where I want to be or where we need to go um, so therefore and I don't like saying it, it's early days, but sometimes you've got to just make these decisions. Lammers and Dessers, it's not going to happen. So if you can get um, get them away, maybe not permanently, but if you can free up 
60 grand a week in wages there's a good starting point you know to go and try and do a bit of uh, wheeling and dealing sometimes it does take players six months even a year to go and set up but, but, we're, but we're not talking about two kids we're talking about Dessers and Lammers are what 27, 28, 29 they're seasoned pros um, it's just not going to happen or if it does it's not going to happen quickly enough we can just kind of afford to, to wait about they're right in the title hunt if Rangers have a good month they're right in the title hunt and therefore they need to have a good January and the manager needs to be ruthless if he can be as long as he knows he's got other ones to come in but uh, there's two for a starting point that, that can't take Rangers uh, up the way Yep, and the, the next two window, he's not had a window yet Paul so January and the summer are going to be massive for the manager it's unusual a club having a big window as Rangers did last summer but it seems ages ago now because it was the Michael Beale well, era well you've got to be honest I know they brought a, a bit of money in but they outlaid a fair yeah. bit yeah. as well um, they backed Michael Beale not just um, on transfer fees salaries as well um, so I, I'm sure they'll do everything possible um, in their power to, to try and back the manager in January Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! This time tomorrow night on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy, it's going to be Craig Moore and John Hartson who will be here in the studio. Barry, we are just mentioning what's on tonight. What's the Monday yeah, dinner? Yeah, you see chicken, yeah. no, it's chicken, leek and bacon pie. Wonderful. Mark, mm. what's the? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not, not sure. sure. I'm not Surprise! Sure. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't do me any harm. <laughs> At the weekend, then on Saturday, Hearts a big win for them against Killy. Is that the 700th game of Derek McInnes? Mm. But Barry, no worries about Killy. But they would love to have taken something there. Yeah, especially Dell. We yeah. 700th game as as a, a manager. Um, and listen, he's been a really good manager, Derek McInnes. Um, so he'll be disappointed in that. But then, listen, Hearts are in decent form at this moment in time. Uh, Stephen Naismith getting manager in a month as well. I see three games, three wins, two clean sheets. And um, I'm sure they'll be in a, a confident place with, with Rangers going to Tynecastle on Wednesday night. How are you feeling about the game on Wednesday night, Barry? It's, I know you love yeah. going there. I mean, Hearts have had, had a tough time, but he's got them back on form. Mm -hmm. So two teams on form at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a cracker. Um, under the lights at Tynecastle, uh, as you just mentioned there, uh, Nezi's got them back to winning games of football. Rangers, obviously, with a good result of the weekend against St Mern. I think the performance, certainly the second half was good. First half was a bit patchy. Um, but look, Rangers need, know they need to go on. They can't drop any more points. Mark, what are you thinking ahead of this one? Glasgow, Edinburgh? Well, it's yeah. a belter. Uh, Paul, I heard Barry saying earlier on the show, he loved those games, particularly under the lights, a, a midweek game. And first and foremost, I would imagine for Rangers going through there, Paul, given the circumstances, um, the atmosphere that's going to be around at Tynecast will be bouncing, the hearts will be feeling good about themselves. The, the, the first thing is to go and win that game, first and foremost, is about attitude. You know, being right, being ready, being prepared to battle, to roll your sleeves up, playing the football when it's necessary. But I think in that kind of game, 
first and foremost win your battles and then the, the rest will take care of itself I, I don't think it'll be a great football game no. very rarely when I went, went to Tynecastle certainly with the, the team that or the teams that I played in were really good football teams it's a case of rolling your sleeves up it was um, 100 mile an hour tackles flying in make sure you win your duels individually and collectively as a team and if you do that when you go to Tynecastle you've got a better chance of winning the game and I think that's the type of game it'll be for Rangers and Wednesday night it'll be a different test for them Celtic up against Hebs here's Brendan Rodgers talking about the opposition they obviously want to build a game from behind uh, listen there's no right or wrong way to, to play the game but of course I always admire teams that, that, that are coached to, to to play because it's much more difficult uh, in order to do that so and you can see what Nick has, has done and since he's come and he wants the, the team to play through the through the thirds of the pitch he wants them to be creative and they've got some very good players and a good win for them at the weekend it's going to be a tough game well it, it was a good football game the last time we, we played and I said after the last game, I was complimentary of what Nick's trying to do and uh, and his staff. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll expect a good football game. And uh, but for us, the onus is on ourselves. We're at home. Um, we uh, we don't want to waste uh, any time in the game like we did yesterday and and in the first half. And like we probably did for about sixty minutes of the game there, we we wasted the valuable time in creating opportunities and 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 playing the level of football that we want to so uh, so yeah we, we expect to um, to be intense right from the kickoff. Mark looking forward to it yeah it's been a good game as Brendan Rodgers said you know the only on Celtic they're at home this time last time Easter Road I think it was a 0-0 um, and you know Celtic have dropped points to St Johnson they've dropped points to uh, to Motherwell at home uh, you know he's only be looking to add Hibs to the list I like Hibs um, but you know, I need to say that the they gift so many opportunities. And I know that it's a modern game and all oh, these shot by kit, and I get it. But I'm watching the highlights in sports scene last night and I'm, and I'm shouting at the telly to David Marshall, clear it. Go on, he clear it. And I know he's only following instructions and he's having to make a couple of brilliant saves, including a penalty save. But again, I'd, I'd love to see this because a team like Hibs and other teams down the road and up here because managers love their stats and they love telling you about how good <laughs> that they're, that they're doing. Yeah. So here's a stat that I'd love to go and dig out when you take that shot by kick and you mess about in your own six yard box how many goals have you scored directly from that phase of play right how many have you conceded by gifting the opposition uh, the ball uh, 15, 20, 25 yards for goal so how many have you scored and how many have you conceded I'd love to see uh, those stats because I'm looking at Hibs and they're comfortable but they're creating their own problems and giving, giving Aberdeen hope by their mistakes that and and I know it's a modern way and it's not going to change in the credit to Nick Montgomery but I, I, I sometimes I just can't get my head around it yeah it's good when it works but I would be saying to the players only if you're 100% certain that you've got the space to go and play go and do it if there's any doubt in your mind get your back four or back five up the pitch and get the ball in the opposition half listen it's brilliant to watch at times but I think it's overkill I do. I think we're, we're away into this pep, the way that they play. Bear in mind, they're top yes. class yeah. football players. And I'm not saying players under it can't do it, but there's a time and a place for me and I just think too many teams just put themselves into so much trouble when there's no need to do it. They're not Barcelona or you know Man City, you know, the pep way, way of doing it. But Man City will go long. 
Yeah. Man City will go yeah. long, but they'll use yeah. Haaland, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll use yeah. uh, their strengths. You'll sometimes, you, you sometimes you'll see at Liverpool, Alisson pinging a 50, 60 yard boom, just getting up, well, you know, down the left or, or down the right. So look, I get it, I know it's a modern way, and, and we want to see it, and you want to entertain, you want footballers to be footballers, and you want your centre halves to be comfortable in possession. But sometimes, just sometimes, clear your lines, get your shape back, get a breath back, and if the opposition's going to score against you, make sure that it's them that's having to do the work, no, not you gifting them opportunities 20, 25 yards yeah. ago. Yeah. And Make David Marshall did it, didn't he? Yeah, Yesterday, yeah, yeah, that long ball yeah. went to Martin Boyle, passed it in goal. Don't Although, get me wrong, Paul. Yeah. As, see when you see a, yeah. if the goalkeeper plays at centre back, it's in the centre midfielder, out of the full back, back in, back out on the side. It is great to watch, but sometimes, as I said, it is. It's just total overkill, um, and, and sometimes you take too many chances. Where, listen, if a team's sitting off you, right, go and play. Mm. But if a team's ready to go and Press you. Why take the risk? Here's Sir Brendan Rogers speaking today ahead of the game tomorrow. And he was asked about fringe players as we head towards January. Who's coming? Who's going? I think it's always personality. I think that, uh, as I said, the, the young players that are coming in, there's obviously clearly players ahead of them. But what always takes my attention is is training. You know, I'm out there every day watching training. And, uh, and when I see players train and work with that personality then they'll always edge the way uh, closer to my thinking so um, I said before it's clear our, our squad is, is quite uh, quite big so there's there's players that have been ahead of them unfortunately for the likes of uh, Mike and Gustav Scales he came into the team and, and really took his opportunity coming in uh, we get Nat Phillips he's been brilliant since he's been here been a real great positive influence and uh, and it's the one area of the team that you don't necessarily want to change too much, especially when both players are fit, because it's all about the uh, the two players playing. So I think for any any player, it's all about what they do in training, and uh, and and that is all they can do. You know, you you can't get too disappointed if you're working hard, and then uh, hopefully those opportunities come for you. Mark, it's been a long time coming for Mikey Johnson, but you can't help feeling you're maybe watching 2018, you know, when it's Mikey yeah, Johnson and James I think, Forrest. I think for Mikey Johnson, um, you know, he needs to move on. You know, he's at that stage, he's playing for his national team, Republic of Ireland. So he needs to be going to be playing regular football. And he deserves that. But for me, it's just not going to happen at Celtic. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, he can go and have a, a wonderful career um, elsewhere. But there's really, Paul, when you look at what we're talking about, what Celtic... I'm maybe going to try and bring in and what they might spend next month but really there's off the top of my head there's six or seven players that could go next month that you you know in the grand scheme of things you wouldn't bat an island you know Bernabeu for, for one sure. Lager Belk I don't think it's going to work um, for him Mikey Johnson's guys that so there's a few you could just say listen you, you know, it's fine but go and try and get something else here because we need better quality in, in the door and there's nothing wrong with that Barry what about David Turnbull he could be on his way yeah, I think it would disappoint. He got took off again yesterday. Get an opportunity to go and play. It wasn't his his best day at the office. I, I, again, he's he's a player that's got a lot of ability. Goal scoring midfielder. He's one. Is he out of contract in the summer? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, he's one that I'll need to um, probably sit down with the people who he trusts or his family and um, think what is the best for for his next move because. Um, You'll be wanting to break into the Scotland squad, Paul. But you, if you want yeah. to break into the Scotland squad, you need to be playing on a regular basis. 
and that's not not happening for David Turnbull at this moment in time. Manager was asked about Kyogo and O. Could they play together as we saw at the weekend? Can do, yeah, yeah. I think that's how the game evolved. I think it's it's in respect of how the game the game sits. I think we uh, we normally play with a, a single striker and two wide strikers. So, uh, but like you say, he's come into the game and uh, and done very well and just given us a different uh, dimension in the game. So, uh, so I've been really pleased with the contribution I was made, and yeah, I'm not averse to to playing the two together if, uh, if that's what the game needs. But Barry, you'd expect them to sign another striker um, in in the window because Kyogo, as we know, and oh, they'll be away on Asian Cup football. Yeah, I, I think that's a certainty. Yeah. Has to be. That has to be the number one area, along probably if you're looking at Celtic at this time probably another central midfielder we were talking about a real powerhouse I said that yeah. um, in the close season I was surprised that never happened but the, the probably the, one of the main priorities will be a, a number nine and looking at left backs as well Paul looking at that you know that's an area that certainly is under the the microscope and again that's not against Greg Taylor because he's been brilliant you know at £2 million he's been great value and, and it won't be whoever they get in if they get anybody in next month won't be easy to, to overtake him but what, the, what they've I would imagine now what Brendan Rodgers realised Burnaby can't put the pressure on Greg Taylor Greg Taylor needs to be pushed and Burnaby's not the guy to do that Stature wise Barry you played up against well Bobo Baldi for example what was it like coming up against him because Celtic don't have that size well the Martin O'Neill team. teams were a yeah. team of giants I mean they could play the game yeah. but they were a, a, a physical presence we weren't we, we had some decent sized players but they were um, a lot physically stronger. Um, and, and that's something that I think, if you look at Celtic, I think that's what the, the lack of real physical presence. Mark, do you think he'll address it, you know, in the coming yeah. windows with Brendan Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think he, he, he's made it clear that they'll be working on targets. In fact, I know they're working on targets right now, guys, for, for certain positions to, to get in the door. So Brendan Rodgers knows what's needed there's no doubt about that and Paul he's, you know, he's wanting to try and you know, first and foremost win the league and then make an impact um, in Europe in some shape or form certainly got to be an improvement on the past two seasons in terms of results um, in Europe Plastic pitches could they be on the way out very very soon I'll tell you after this The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs Let's go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Thank you for making the switch. It's non-stop football from now until what? Late June, hopefully, because of the World Cup. We got the the, Euro, the Euros. Yep. The, they will be coming up in January. Looking forward to it, Barry. Yeah, the break because you'll need it because it's going to be non-stop till June. <laughs> <laughs> You're some man, isn't it? Wait, wait. <laughs> where are you off to in January? No, I'll be I'll be. Running round, uh, no, I won't be running around Strackley Park. That's just not true, is it? N- not anymore. Power walking, trying to keep up with Mark, the former St. Mirren, and I'll be an Rovers goalkeeper. Mark, big game tomorrow much. night for Scotland's women against yeah. England, and we'll talk about it more tomorrow on the programme. But that, that's a huge game at Hamden tomorrow, fingers crossed. Yeah, it is, it is a big game, and you know, Scotland in front of their own uh, supporters. Paul want to go and try uh, and get a result and it is a big big game you know at any level um, Scotland v England it's a game that you do not want to lose obviously you're playing uh, in England the European champions uh, the World Cup 
uh, runners up, really talented squad. But Scotland on their on their own patch, then let's hope they can go and get a result. Barry, you've got an amazing career. What was it like playing for Scotland against the old enemy? Yeah, I mean, brilliant, uh, amazing. Obviously, the England team that I played against in '99, uh, they had some terrific players, Paul, who went on to be some of the best best about. Um, but yeah, it was it's a brilliant occasion, feisty game. I remember a game at Hamden we just we weren't really at it near in England it wasn't a great game of them but honestly it was two goals two set pieces but obviously went down to the old Wembley and um, I thought we battered them that's me being honest yeah. I thought we battered them on the night and we just couldn't get that second goal to take it into extra time because I, I do think of the Christian Daly yeah. um, attempt yeah. went in we would have beaten them in extra time because they had gone at that stage mm. I was there that night and it was a great performance with Scotland from Greg Brown's team and it was it was a great save for David Seaman yep, uh, right. to deny Christian Day and it would have been had yep. that gone extra time there was only going to be one winner mm-hmm. um, you know England were crumbling they felt the pressure and even David, with the top players that they had the scores yeah the Shearers all that you know um, Tony you know, Adams Tony Adams wow. they, they were yep. pulled, and I remember that night as well just uh, off the park in the media lines before the game Sir Rod Stewart said every caprice. He was, yeah. he was great with caprice yeah. at the time, and they were, they were milling around the the, uh, the media room looking for looking for a wee glass of champers. But they, yeah. I'm sure they never it, had any. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was only empty bottles that yeah. were sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Some players, you know, I was speaking to at the weekend, uh, the Arsenal all-time most capped player, you know, for the club, David O'Leary. Oh, party yeah. at the weekend yeah. so it was, uh, he was some player wasn't he before your time but he played then more games. they managed the, yeah, the, the Leeds right. team yeah. the Leeds team no. that David O'Leary managed did they not get the semi-final is that right I think they did uh, yeah, yeah, Harry Kuehl Lee Boyer yeah. Rio Ferdinand Dominic Matteo Paul Alan Robinson. Smith Paul Robinson Mark Viduka mm-hmm. um, they, they were a brilliant team to watch yeah, yeah they were they were a right uh, a right good team and uh, David O'Leary had um, Big Roy was his assistant oh, for a long right. time. Then yeah, went to Aston Villa. Roy Aitken, yeah. Eddie Gray was also part that's of the right. yeah. the backroom uh, backroom team. Um, to, and I'm sure David O'Leary at one stage, I think was very very close to becoming the Celtic manager. Unless I'm mistaken, I think he was right in the frame. Was he at yeah. some point? Yeah, around about that kind of 2000 kind of mark. Uh-huh. About, you know when yeah. Celtic were you know Janssen yeah. and Venglos before Anil came in, they were changing managers on a regular basis. And I'm pretty sure David O'Leary was in the frame. And well, and Dale's famous you bumped into no, the no, I was just going to say he, he, <laughs> he's made the switch he's tuning in maybe from somewhere uh, down south uh, I lost my track there I was going to take it somewhere else but yeah was, so he actually said what player you were Barry he did speak about it asked what was happening so uh, he was he was quite some player his brother played at Celtic as well of course yes, yes. yes. yeah of course oh, yep. yep. centre half left sided centre half yeah Big games coming up midweek. Looking back at the weekend, Livy, of course, had no game. Barry, I know you, you begin to worry about Livy, though, don't you? That bottom of the table. Um, but normally, he does a Houdini act. Yeah, he, he does. Um, look, it's, it's really tight down the, down the bottom. Um, but I, I just um, I, I fear for Livingston. I, I think he's done a brilliant job since he's been in there. I was at the game um, against Rangers um, a couple of weeks back and... I, I, I was worried, Paul. Normally, Livingston are, are really stuffy, hard to play against. I just don't think I do, didn't think in the day that they created anything. They never worried Rangers. It was a, a real 
comfortable afternoon for, for Rangers. Um, but listen, knowing what he's done over the, the last few years with, with Livingston, um, don't be surprised if he gets him out um, the bottom of the league. Mentioning Rangers, let's get the updates from the manager about the injuries. Ryan Jack will not be so long. Nicola Raskin will have a new assessment in the beginning of the week because his uh, re-up is not going well. So I'm not so happy about that, but it's the way it is. So we need to find other solutions then for the moment. What are you thinking for the game with Hearts, Mark? Many changes. He, he tends to make changes in every game. Uh, I think for that, Paul, uh, you know, I think we can see believing Danilo out and he, he, he's probably the great suspect sitting at home on the back of the exertions of Thursday night. He could afford to make one or two things knowing that he can do best. But Wednesday night, Ten Castle, uh, you start with your strongest eleven. You start with the team that you think is going to you know, win you the game and get you as comfortable as possible as quickly as possible so strongest 11 to start the game for sure Barry you agree? Yeah I, I don't think there'll be many changes for the game at the weekend 100% Danilo will come in start yep. up top um, apart from that I think it'll probably be the, the same 10 Do you start the course on the game? Yeah, Barry, yeah, yeah I would have no problems Mark no problems with a young man um, he even says no he comes in and Wednesday, sorry, he plays a game on Wednesday night and he's, he doesn't hit the heights that he, he's had over the last couple of weeks. I still think he's the type of player that would give you everything. Um, and I, I love the, the dirty side he does. He, he gets mm. back and he helps out his, his, um, his defenders. But for me, I would have no issues with starting a young man because um, it's a intimidating place, Tynecastle, when it's a full house, the atmosphere's brilliant, but... I think the young man's get the, the character and the mentality handled it. Barry, what are you thinking tomorrow night then? Ross County against Motherwell? I think this has got a draw written all over the top of it. Score draw? Or yeah, but one each will yeah, go. One each. Long way for Stephen and the Motherwell fans to go, but they would take a point maybe? Just yeah, now. I, I'm going to agree. 1-1. One, one. Yeah, 1-1. Yeah, OK, and then the following evening, let's uh, look first of all at Aberdeen against Killy. Starting with you, Mark. I mean, they both need wins. Aberdeen, not in a good run. Yeah, they've really struggled going Thursday, Sunday. The domestic form on the Sunday has really, really struggled. Commander won comfortably at Rugby Park the last time the teams met. I'm going to go for another Kelly win. 2-1 Kilmarnock. Oh. Kelly on the travels winning. Barry, what do you think? Derek back up there at Pataudry? Yeah, going back up there. I'm sure he'll have them well drilled. I think they'll come away with a point, Kilmarnock. That would be good for them. St Johnson, St Mirren, Mark, your old team... St Mirren up against uh, St George. St Mirren, we know the fourth have dropped a point, uh, mm -hmm. a position. They've not been in a great run recently, although no. it's been a brilliant start overall. Yeah, I, I mean, they've yeah. the banked enough points to keep them going. But Paul, yeah. as I've always said, out with Celtic Rangers, it's always going to happen. Every club will hit five, six, seven games uh, without a win. Um, but going to Perth tomorrow night, uh, I'll go for uh, St Mirren to win 1 0. Okay, in Perth. Barry, what do you reckon? This is a toughie. This it? could be another yeah. draw. Mm -hmm. Yep, this could be another draw. But I'm going to go St. Johnson. I was impressed with St. Johnson the mm -hmm. first half against Celtic. Um, yeah, I'm going to go St. Johnson. 2-1. 2-1. Fair play to Craig Levine, isn't it? You know, he was out of the game for a long time, yeah, but you can see he organises teams. We, we spoke about yeah. this before. Generally yeah. now, the, the older managers um, don't get the opportunities. And he's been given an opportunity um, to, to go and manage again. And um, 
I think he's done a fine job since he's come into St John's and Craig Levine. Celtic. And I, I tell yeah. you another thing. Tell me. I've always yeah. liked Craig Levine. Why? I don't know. I, I just like him. I do. I like him as a guy. Bumped into him a number of times, and um, I've took to him big good. time. That's yeah. good. Good to get that insight. Anything else before we go back to the, the game? There? No, people lo people love to hear. Um, you, know, you don't get that elsewhere. Let's hear Brendan Rogers. What's the update on Lewis Palmer? Yeah, it looked like it was his hamstring, but it wasn't. He just had a bit of cramp that set in. So, uh, so thankfully he's. He's okay. And the headline this morning was, well, how angry the manager was yesterday after 45 minutes. Well, a really good reaction, second half. Um, probably the angriest I've ever been at half-time in my career as a manager. Uh, the, the mentality, too comfortable, uh, just nowhere near it. And um, and second half was what I would expect. Uh, much better energy, tempo to the game. Callum McGregor was absolutely brilliant second half and uh, his goal which looked like it was coming but it sparked the uh, the reaction so on in the second half we were what I would expect us to be What do you think is going to happen Barry? Celtic-Hibs? I think Celtic will beat Hibs 3-1 3-1 Yeah And your Rangers scoreline at Hearts? I think this will be a close one but I think Rangers will win the game 2-1 Yep and I think it will be pretty tight Keeps it the same they, at the top As long yeah. as they keep Shanklin and Boyce quiet mm -hmm. Because they're, they're the players that, if I'm thinking, Wednesday night, tough one, Tyne Castle under the lights, they're two strongest players for me, um, are the two players that I mentioned. Um, as long as you keep being quiet, Rangers will win the game. Mark, back to Celtic. What Celtic do you think? to win 2-0. I think it'll be quite yep. comfortable 2-0. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Tyne Castle on Wednesday night is going to be a 90 minutes You know that you'll not be able to take your eyes mm -hmm. off. I think it'll be end to end. And... I'm going to go Rangers to win 3-2. Oh, 3-2. Blood and Thunder, that's, that's yep. the type of game I think it's going to be. I think Hearts will, will want that. They'll want a battle. So, they can't be surprised. They can't think, oh, right, we're going to here to play football. They've got to think, right, Hearts are going to come at us. They're going to get in our faces. So, Rangers need to expect that. And I would imagine that's what they're speaking about. Um, and if they match that, then they'll, their quality will shine through. And the Rangers AGM tomorrow, Barry, what's the, the major questions that will be asked, do you think? How much is the manager getting in January? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. Yeah, yeah. that'll be that'll First be First question, Mr yeah. B. Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and plastic pitches, Mark. So it looks as though it's going to be time up for them soon, but yeah. it'll probably be the following year. But well, not last, before time. Yeah. Uh, the greatest respect, and I know, you know it, it can be the difference between you know, teams being solvent and posting a profit, etc, etc. But in our top flight, we should have grass and it's something that I'd like to see our top flight implement. I think it's too soon to see you must have it for this summer, whether you stay up like a Livingston or whether it's a new team coming up. But certainly for the start of season 25, 26, all grass. No chance of no rush, January 24? No. <laughs> Barry, as a top player of the past, what do you feel about the yeah, plastic Yeah, I've always pitches? said that, yeah. listen, I understand it helps clubs financially, whether they want to rent a pitch out or they, they can train on it. But for me... Top level football, Premier League football should be played in grass. Barry, thanks so much. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Just Paul. You as well, I know. Yeah, yeah. We've got the top two joining us then. Looking forward to that. Big John Harson tomorrow night and Oz himself, Craig Moore, will be here. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Back tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go. 
Global EcoEnergy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.